Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. Host, international magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, and welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. As promised, I have a new interview for you prepared. And since I did a couple of single episodes, and especially the one with the intermittent fasting, I thought it would be a great idea to bring someone in who's really an expert when it comes to lifestyle, as we know that fasting is a lifestyle more than just a diet. And his name is Dai Manuel, and I found him through listening to another podcast, and he's just amazing. He has this fantastic energy that you will sense, and he's a lifestyle mentor. So he's always talking about that our life consists of five pillars and they all have to work well to make you feel fulfilled. So we, he will explain what those five pillars are. And he's really into fitness. He was not really in a good shape when he started out, but then learned so much and really transformed himself completely. He's now a very happy man living together with his family in Bali. He's also the author of several books. So one is 99 Workouts and this ebook is really fully loaded with health, fitness and wellness tips. Also, he has a blog around fitness and wellness. We will also dive a little bit into how you can get into entrepreneurial shape. So a lot of good stuff in this episode waiting for you. Before I welcome Dai on the show, I wanted to mention when you are also into tech, you can check out my favorite tech blog that is A&T Tech. I leave the link in the show notes below. And this blog is completely all about technical stuff. Everything that's interesting right now from all the big brands, from Amazon to Google, Disney, there's just everything around. And they also do have all information and details about cars and electric cars. What is pretty interesting to me at the moment because I'm looking for a new car. I think I decided already which one I would like to have. And you know, I'm from Germany and Germans are really world famous for their cars and also for the Autobahn where you can drive as fast as your car takes you. But wherever you are in the world and maybe you are interested in the topic as well, definitely check out the blog. And what's also cool there is that they have all the information about how you can turn your home into a smart home and whatever you need for this. Great articles, really entertaining, really helpful. Also all technical guides, whatever you're looking for. A and T tech, the link is in the show notes. But now I think you are ready to become more fit and healthy. And here's the perfect expert for this. Here is for you, Dai Manuel. Hi, Dai. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Victoria. I'm so excited to connect with you. You know, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's this is, and we're both in different parts of the world. I, I'm always amazed by that. You know, this this beautiful technology that we have that can connect people everywhere. You are so right, Dai. This is almost magical talking to you in. <laughs> Bali at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bali is our, our home uh, for now anyways, you know, uh, like a lot of digital nomads, it, it seems to be the place that we end up at some point in time. And uh, we came here for three months last year, my, my two daughters, and my wife and I and uh, fell in love with the place. And so had to go back to North America, finish up some business in the, the fall of last year, but then we came back in January. So we've been here almost a, a full year and uh, we're, we're planning to stay on another year for sure. So uh, yeah, it's it's and you'll see why Victoria when you get here, 
mm, it's it's a hard place to leave. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, what did you make choose Bali? Well, you know, there's a little backstory on this, and uh, like a lot of people, you know, I. I became disheartened with the nine to five, you know, my, my career. And, and after 17 years of, of building my previous company uh, with my business partner, it just got to a point where I wasn't passionate about what I was doing anymore. And my partner was 20 years my senior. And so uh, he was thinking, well, it's time for me to move on and you can just run the show on your own. And, and then, you know, I, I looked at what his life was and his lifestyle. And I, I had some hard moments where I realized, is that the path I want to walk for the next 20 years? Because you know, it's good. It's, it's nice. Um, but I wasn't really being pulled in it anymore. And my wife and I, uh, we had ambitions to travel and to be a full-time family. And, and we have some big pillars in our life that, well, to be honest, just weren't being met. And so then I wrote a book, <laughs> gave my notice, uh, and then my wife gave her notice, uh, from her career as well. Uh, we, we pulled our kids out of school and this is all about three years ago. And uh, we've been traveling ever since. Basically, we gave away all our stuff. And whatever we could fit in our suitcases is what we kept. And uh, we started traveling around North America. And why we kept close to North America. Here's a short info for you listening to this interview with Di Manuel. We had some kind of internet issues during the recording of this interview. So sometimes it will kind of break, but it always comes back. So just stay in listening to the amazing interview with Dai. Thank you. And, and uh, it did come back. And when he became ill, we were able to stay close to home and, and be with him during that end of life phase. And then uh, after he passed, we realized that, nah, you know what, now we can go overseas. And Bali's always been on my dream board. You know, I think you mentioned that earlier, Victoria, before we started chatting, chatting you, you had mentioned it's been this place that you've also had on your vision board or, or in your journal or just as a place that you feel drawn to. And that's how it was for me. And uh, once we got here, I was like, wow, you, you know, our plans were to come to here and then travel around Southeast Asia. Uh, we, we sort of just got to Bali and, and kind of stayed in Bali. So <laughs> it's just been that way so far. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a magical place for sure. Very interesting. And Dai, you've been through a couple of transformations already in your life because you have been an obese teenager and now mm -hmm. you are in an amazing shape. You're very fit and you are actually a lifestyle mentor. And you mm -hmm. also left the trap of nine to five and uh, <laughs> left the United States to live in Bali, creating amazing things there and connecting from there with the world and also with uh, people on the island. So mm -hmm. what is the biggest magic key to start a transformation? Wow. wow, that, you know, that's a big question, isn't it? And I, I, and I think it sometimes varies from person to person and, and, and experience to experience. But I, I know when I was a teenager and at my largest, I, I was really unhappy. You know, I, I, I'd go as, as far as to say I was very depressed. Um, you know, I, I was disenchanted with life. I, I really thought there was nowhere to go. Uh, and when I came to a stark realization one day, you know, it, it's a story I've shared before where I, I was actually getting out of the shower at my dad's place. My, my parents were, were divorced and we'd see my dad typically every other weekend. And I remember this one day in particular, we were uh, in a hurry and we, we had to leave the home uh, very, very quickly because we had an appointment to be at for, for lunch. And I remember getting out of the shower and I had to have a fast rinse. And, and I was quite large. So you have to realize that I was morbidly obese. So that term itself means I had a body mass index of over 40 and if anybody understands what those numbers relate to it was I was very large okay I had more fat on me than muscle that's basically the easy way of saying it and I got out of the shower that day normally the the mirrors would be fogged over you know from the condensation from the hot water and so I would never actually have to look at myself and and it's really hard for me to find any photos back then <laughs> also it's really challenging for me to uh, look in the mirror and to look at myself back then I just I, I would avoid that at, at all costs and uh, that morning I looked at myself in the mirror And I broke down. I, I, I literally just felt ashamed. I, I felt disgusted. I, I felt 
disconnected from the person looking back at me. And I realized, because I, I had thoughts of suicide, and I wanted to end my life. But you know what? Uh, and, and to be perfectly honest, Victoria, I was scared. <laughs> I was more scared of the idea of dying versus the idea of changing. And because of that, I made a choice right then and there that I was going to start to do something. Like literally start to, to just make different decisions. And I, I started to educate myself. I started to surround myself with people that ultimately became my mentors. You know, they were people that had already achieved a certain level of health. I respected them for that. And I to take note of is when you extend a hand and help and there's someone there to extend a hand back and actually pull you along and help you along, that's a big deal. And I think it's happens all the time. We, we have this association with some great people in our lives. And when you are there to take that hand and, and actually start to move along, you feel a certain responsibility to that mentor as well. Because they're there to hold you accountable. They're there to question. They're there to, to encourage. And, uh, and so away we went. And uh, I started making some changes to, to how I fueled myself, how, what kind of foods that I ate, as well as how I moved my body. And, and I started doing a lot of mindset work. You know, fast forward to, uh, about two years, I, I released that weight and started to grow. <laughs> like I, I sort of kicked into to, to puberty helps along as well. You know, and a, a teenage male, it's uh, it's fairly common that uh, testosterone levels can start to increase as you exercise, and and that helped me uh, as well. And, and it, it just you know that moment, my life changed. Like it changed it from one decision, one choice. But then it takes continuous action, right? And you know this, Victoria, that for someone of your skill level and, and you, you've learned, uh, <laughs> you have a very specific skill and that comes with practice, consistent effort, right? As well as a mindset to continuously travel that path and, and walk that journey. And, and so I, I created a, a lifestyle for myself that just truly did become a lifestyle and it's just what I do now. I don't think about it, you know, fitness is a foundational element of my life and uh so that's that's really it you know i i to make it really simple you make a choice and then you look for people to help you and that's it that's really what it comes down to that is amazing advice here die so you would say any major shift really starts with one single decision i truly believe so like it it, it really does i mean if you think about every major like everything starts in the mind right like it all starts there It does. Like, you know, there's this idea that people weight physical actions or vocal actions more than the mental actions, but everything starts in the mind, right? Like any physical reaction that we have or physical action that we take, it actually initiated with a mental process. And same goes for anything that we say, right? And when you start to really be mindful of that process and you start to change the types of inputs that you put into your mind and, and the association of the people that you get around, And start to really look at the power that you have to control what it is that you do every day. It's always a choice. And you just start choosing uh, based on a direction that you want to go. Like if you've determined that you want to make some changes in your life. And I always say, don't try to change everything all at once. Pick one thing. Just one thing and focus on that one thing. And, and what's the cool thing? And this is what I soon learned was I may have focused on my health. And it was really fitness was what I focused on. It was like starting to move regularly. And then I started to change how I fueled myself based on my energy levels. And that had a, a, a compounding effect on other areas of my life. You know, because I started to feel more confident about myself. I started to not shy away from seeing my reflection in the mirror. You know, I didn't shy away from photos. I started to go to social uh, gatherings with my friends. You know, I, I, I just started to live life a lot more engaged, a lot happier. And that was all as a, a, you know, the cause and effect from that one decision. And I think some of us were so focused on the minutia, that, that little moment in time, we forget to think about that trickle over effect, that, that, that ripple effect, as they say, that that one choice can make on the rest of our life, especially those people that are closest to us. So just focus on the one thing that you want to change and then set in motion the process to make the change. That is so interesting because I heard from a lot of really, really successful people that improving their fitness levels really had a big impact on all areas in their lives. Yes. So, Dai, what 
is your approach on the mind-body connection? Yeah, it, well, the mind-body, it, it's, as I said before, everything sort of starts in the mind. And if you start looking at the types of inputs that you're putting into your mind, it, is it correlated to the outputs? And, and I truly believe it is. You know, if you're... And I think this is why we, we talk about personal and professional development so much, right? You, you're, you're familiar with this. Like, I'm sure, Victoria, you've had mentors in your life that have helped you along. But they've probably also recommended certain types of books. Or you've come across certain people that you you, you look at and you're like, I would like, like, look at their level of success. I wonder what brought them there. You know, and there's this, that, that saying that it, success leaves clues. And it really does because there's certain habits and patterns that successful people tend to have. And when you start looking at that and, you, and then you start to emulate it, you start to do things in similar vein as they do, you'll start to notice things changing in your own life. And so a big thing that I want to encourage people is as intimidating as learning something new may be, and, and it is, trust me, going into the gym for the first time at 15 years old as a morbidly obese teen was one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. I was intimidated. There's all these fit people. I'm really overweight. I'm young. I'm, I'm lacking confidence. I'm intimidated by the entire idea of this. But the pull to make a change was so powerful. I knew that overcoming this, this fear, this intimidation was the obstacle I had to start with. And so I just did it. You know, I just went in, I humbled myself. I was okay with asking for help and, you know, and I just, I embraced the process as, and it's, trust me, it's, <laughs> I still go into gyms today and I'm intimidated, you know, like I, I understand people that are not feeling confident about their physicality, how intimidating that prospect can be. I get it. And that's why I'm such a big community guy. I'm really big, big believer in helping the people where they're at, but in particular, people that are just getting started because getting started is probably the, the, the most amount of effort and energy you'll have to put into the process. It's just those first few steps, right? And as I always tell people, they're like, oh, yeah, the hardest uh, step's always the first step. And I'm like, well, no, for most people, it's actually the squat off the couch. You know, <laughs> like most people are spending sitting time in a chair or in a, in a couch. And for them to start moving their bodies, they got to get up off the couch. That's a squat. You know, that's actually how everything initiates is that choice to stand up and start moving. And that's often the hardest one. But once you get inertia in your life and create some momentum, Wow, you know, things just start to carry you forward and, and, and it's really hard to slow you down. So it, it all starts with the mind though. It starts with the choice and you want the choice bad enough. And if you don't, it's okay. Then just start to accept things as they are and realize that they are the way they are because you choose it to be. You see, by inaction, we, we accept where we are. And if you're not willing to accept it, that means you're just a complainer. <laughs> you know, like it really, that's what it comes down to. And I, I have no pity for people in that situation. Like, I, I don't. Like, you choose that. And by not choosing to make a change, you're choosing to accept where you are. And that's okay. But accept it and own it. Quit wallowing, you know, in your own despair or your own, uh, what's the easiest way to put this? Like, I, I think some people are so, and, and this sounds a little warped, but they're happy to be unhappy. Do you know what I mean? Like that's their mm -hmm. new normal. To them that becomes that comfortable state. And they forget what it's like to truly feel happy, to truly feel healthy. I see this with healthy people all the time. You know, or sorry, people that are in a state of unhealth. They've been unhealthy for longer than they were when they were healthy. They don't remember what it felt like to wake up in the morning and have energy, to not have aches and pains, to be able to say yes to friends and want to go for a hike on the weekend. Because now they say no because they're intimidated by the idea of walking for an hour. You know, like, wow. Think about quality of life. Anyway, sorry, Victoria, I go off on tangents here, and uh, you have to you have to reel me back in. You know, I start going, and uh, but, but anyways, yeah, I think you get my point. Yes, definitely, Di, and uh, you are providing really great content here and really nice set. So you learned all those things yourself, and became a lifestyle mentor now and there are different theories why it is so important to work out in the morning to get the energy up what would you say why is it so important to really get up and do a workout exercise go for a run whatever but really do it in the morning right i realized pretty early on that that my energy levels are are optimal in the morning for me. Like that's just 
I feel really good in the mornings. I have a lot of energy. I, I have a fair amount of focus. Um, so for me, getting started in the morning was never really a challenge. I, I shared with you before we started recording this episode uh, that I've been a 5 a.m. wake up guy for well since I was 18. So over half my life, you know, and uh, it's just who I am. I'm hardwired that way now. Like I, I wake up before my alarm every day. I can't help it. <laughs> Even when I'm in different time zones, it's the craziest thing. I'll go traveling. And it's like my body knows it's 5 a.m. here now, you know, <laughs> it just wakes up. Uh, and and I don't sit there in bed. I don't, as soon as I'm up, I'm up. I'm out of bed. And for me, it's been a really great time to work out. Um, now, I know what you're referencing is is this idea of kickstarting our metabolisms in the morning, you know, like working out in a fasted state. It has been shown to have a very positive effect on certain hormones in our body, you know, in particular boosting our metabolism and helping with fat burning. Like anything, there's lots of good studies that are out there to support that. But if it's really a challenge for you to get up in the morning and to get moving and to get exercising, it's one of those things. Give it a try for a little bit. But if it just doesn't work, it doesn't feel natural and it's really harming other effects of your, or sorry, having a negative effect on other areas of your life, figure out a time that doesn't create that negative effect. I'm a big believer in just, you know, making time for me, like me time every day, you know, so making time for yourself, self-care time and fitness should be a component of that. Meditation should be a component of that. Maybe journaling, whatever it is to focus on your own self-care every day. That's a non-negotiable. It's it's really up to you to determine that, and, and and so I don't want to be dogmatic in in what I share. What I mean by that, Victoria, is like I don't want anybody to feel that well. If you don't work out in the morning, you're not going to get results, you know, because it's not true. It, it, you can work out at any time of day, you know, and as much as we exercise and move our body with purpose, it's still only one piece of the equation. You gotta work on, work on your mind. You gotta work on your spirit. You gotta work on how you fuel your body. There's so many components to truly living a life that, that is awesome. But if you're gonna focus on one area to begin with, yeah, creating a fitness routine is fantastic. It really is, because it's gonna just make you feel good. And who doesn't want to feel good? You know, like, tell me, who doesn't want to feel good? I think we all want to feel a little bit better, you know, yeah. because it, it's every other area of our life. It, it, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, and, and and I always joke with people, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so you're, you're an entrepreneur? Great. Uh, I, and I tell people, well, I'm an entrepreneur, too. I work half time. Oh, what do you mean? Well, it's either the first 12 hours of the day or the last 12 hours of the day, right? Like, it's <laughs> it, we're sort of always on, but I always have to make time for the other things that matter to me. And work those into that schedule as well. So I, I respect that people are busy, but you can't be too busy for your health. That's true. And you are so right with the feelings because when we feel good or feel better, we definitely make better decisions, take better yes. action and get better results in the end. So I think this is cool. something we really have to focus on. So when there is a bad day, what can we do to improve our feelings to just feel better? And this will bring us into a better state immediately. Yes. So I, I, I tell yeah. people often that like if you're in a down mood, you know, you're just things aren't right. Just do 10 jumping jacks, you know, or, or even if you're and I usually say burpees, uh, you know, just drop and do five burpees, just five. You, you might laugh at it. You might be in your suit at the office or about to go into a meeting and you do those five burpees there in your suit. You're going to laugh at yourself like you will. You just be like, what am I doing? This is crazy. But that little shift that little internal dialogue is sometimes all we need to make a difference. To shift, shift our energy levels, you know, to change our vibrations just enough that we move into a better mental state. And, and sometimes that's all we need to do. It can take a, a fraction of a second to achieve that. But it will make all the difference in the rest of your day, in the rest of your interactions that day, some of your choices that day. So figure out what it is for you and make a commitment to yourself. If you ever find yourself going down that path of not feeling good or starting to doubt yourself or, or not feeling present in the moment, do something to shift yourself. And I like physical activity because it has a very quick, quick response, you know, like it happens instantly. You know, your heart rate spikes a little bit, blood sugar um, starts to get regulated a little bit differently, you know, because you do a m metabolism uh, booster basically. Uh, and also on top of that, 
you just get hyper focused because now you're fo- focusing on what your body's doing. You're moving it in space and time, and uh, it, it's amazing. There's all these little uh, micro effects that happen as a as as a result. So that is just one of the little hacks you can do to to shift yourself better into back into a state of 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 more control and better mindfulness, and also just being happier. Yes. So one of your magic tricks when it comes to fitness. So true. And now, Dai, there's a thing when you are traveling a lot or you are working as an entrepreneur 16 to 18 mm. hours a day, like mm. from the mm. first 12 and the last 12 hours a day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's really easy to get out of shape because you miss workouts and you don't pay enough attention on your food and what you eat and your eight yeah. hours sleep and getting all this relaxation that is needed for your body to recover and be productive again. What are your best and hottest tips to get back in shape? Well, so I'm, I'm a big believer. Well, my book's called The Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. So I'm all about whole life fitness. And this is emotional fitness, spiritual fitness, financial fitness. I mean, every aspect of our life, we, we need a certain level of fitness. And fitness is... I guess it really comes down to how do you interpret the word fitness, right? My my interpretation of it is the ability to take on challenges of different nature and come out on the other side resilient and, and continue to – I won't say you're un, un, unchanged. Um, we face challenges all the time and some challenges, they tax us. But we were able to recover from that. So like fitness, you know, you can go do a challenging workout. But at the end of it, you feel good for accomplishing the workout. You notice that the body is tired. Yes, but with proper nutrition, some rest and recovery, we, we, we bounce back much quicker. You know, And the more we do it, we become more resilient. We adapt. We're able to handle greater challenges. And this applies to all areas of our life. And so if we're talking physical fitness, the easiest way to get started is just to get started. <laughs> Like I, I, my book teaches people how to leverage 2% of every day. So we call it the power 30 ritual. 2% of every 24 hours is 30 minutes. It is the minimum, the minimum that people should be making non-negotiable every day for their personal, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. Like it's, I make it a non-negotiable. I'm like, I don't care how busy you are. You must make or take 30 minutes a day for yourself, body, mind, and spirit. You know, you can only go so long without taking care of that <laughs> before other areas of your life really start to take, uh, well, they just start to suffer, right? They do. And suffering is something that we're all trying to avoid in life, right? And so what I tell people and often teach a lot of my, my clients is, is a 15-minute daily ritual that's body weight-based. You know, so it's calisthenics type. So it's all body weight movements can be done anywhere. If you have enough room to put a towel down on the floor, you have enough room to do the workout. And so that's, that's where you start. And then you do five minutes of mindful meditation followed by 10 minutes of personal development. And this is concentrated, focused 30 minutes all on you, you know, nobody else, just you. And I find that by people adopting this, this whole life fitness manifesto approach, uh, it's a great starter for people. You know what I mean? It's sort of that uh, toe in the water or, or gateway program because once you start to feel the benefits, like in, and I teach people to do it in four weeks phases, so it's every 28 days and then you reset, uh, revisit, reanalyze, relaunch, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, and, and then you kick into it again but make some tweaks to how you've adapted since the first 28 days. And it's this ongoing thing. That's why I call it a lifestyle. It's not a fitness program. It's a lifestyle program because it teaches you some basic fundamentals to, to maximize fitness in many areas of your life. And so that's that's how I would recommend to get started. Just start with 15-minute body weight movements. If you're looking for ideas, of course, my book's available, but I also uh, have free daily workouts and a free ebook that gives you 99 workouts you can do without equipment. Anytime, anywhere. And so that's also available from my website. So uh, no excuses, right? No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. So let's make it clear. You have this great book that is on Amazon and it's called Die Manuel's Whole Life Manifesto 30 Days. No, sorry, 30 Minutes a Day 
for a healthier body, mind and spirit, right? And then the cool thing is because we are talking about that traveling and having this challenge to stay in shape and get your workouts done. And this is the book 99 Workouts, what the listeners can get for free from your website. Can mm -hmm. you give us the address? Yeah, just diamondwell.com forward slash 99 uh, is an easy way to get there. If you just go to diamondwell.com, you'll see also the, the the button there to download that PDF. But, you know, just to, to circle back to your question about busy entrepreneurs, I understand that. I, I totally respect that. But you have to treat your own physicality, your, your mental, physical, spiritual well-being, even your emotional well-being has to be treated just as seriously as your business. You know, it actually more so than your business because if you're not healthy in all those aspects of your life eventually your business won't be healthy either and this is it's just a matter of time i have people trying to fight me on that and i'm like okay well you, you prove me wrong then <laughs> uh, more more often than not they don't you know uh, or else they start to make changes anyways without me knowing about it and then they always come back and say well i did make some changes you know <laughs> like great that's awesome that's all i was trying to prove my point you know but it, it's making those little shifts Right. Because those little shifts can ultimately lead to big shifts later on and make it a non-negotiable. I, I bet you have certain things in your life, Victoria, and those that are listening right now. What is it in your life that's non-negotiable? Like it doesn't matter who's there, who's trying to convince you to do something else or, or maybe skip over something to you that's so important. Right. And, and you stand there and you're like, no, I'm not going to change these plans. I'm not going to change this commitment because this is important to me. So what are those things in your life that are non-negotiable? I want you to be able to create a, a fitness and health component to your life that's also non-negotiable. And that's getting really clear on what it is and how it is that you want to start showing up in life. Because once it's a non-negotiable, it, it, it takes priority. You know, it just does. And you block it in every day. It goes on your calendar, that window of at least 30 to 60 minutes every single day. And you never deviate from that. You just don't. You, you commit to yourself that I am worth it and I'm going to give myself 30 to 60 minutes every single day to work on my body, mind, and spirit, no matter what. And wait and see the kind of changes that that has, the, the powerful effect it will have in every aspect of your life. And I, I tell people, just, you know, take the challenge, you know, just, just, you can tell diet, you're full of it. No way. I don't believe you. Great. Prove me wrong. Just, just commit to it for 28 days, just 28 days and commit to it. Like really commit to it. Like you commit to breathing, you know, <laughs> you can't just go without breathing. You're going to breathe every day. You can all the time. It's happening whether you know it is or it isn't. Make this as important to you as breathing and do it for 28 days and tell me you don't feel the differences. That is really great stuff and also another mind hack because I love the thing of not negotiable. You have to do it. There is no question and there yeah. are no excuses. So this is really good. So Dai, we talked a little bit about fitness and lifestyle in general and the other part when it comes to fitness, the other side of the equation to get in shape and feel healthy and be full of energy is of course nutrition. So do you have some good tips on nutrition and food? Yeah, well, I think it really comes down to having a good relationship with the things that you put in your mouth, <laughs> you know, like if food and drink, uh, the way we nourish ourselves and yeah, it comes down to, to, to energy. That's really what it is. You know, any sort of food stuff we put in our mouth is energy and it's going to have an effect on our body. And sometimes those effects aren't immediately felt, you know, and sometimes it takes 60, 90 minutes, maybe two hours to truly feel the effect of what we just nourished our body with, fueled our body with, if you will. And what happens is, uh, If we aren't mindful and paying attention to how we're feeling after we've eaten, we eventually just become numb to sometimes what we're eating. And th there's always something happening inside of us. Metabolically speaking, foods are processed, they're digested, they're broken down into their, you know, proteins, fats, the carbohydrates, the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals. Like there's so many things happening inside of our body. And there's still things we just don't know what's happening. It happens, but we just don't know how. And we lose touch with that. And when we lose touch with that, we start to make decisions out of reaction, blind reaction, if you will. And, and I think you, you probably understand what I mean. You know, some people have that mid-afternoon craving, right? It's like I'm feeling a bit tired. 
You know, it's after lunch. <laughs> Obviously, what I ate at lunch wasn't fueling myself very efficiently because I'm feeling tired right now. I'm feeling like I need some more energy. And so what do we do? We go get a, a pastry, maybe a, a coffee. We added some sugar into that. But we're giving ourselves a quick little boost. But it's not a sustainable energy source. I want to say that, like, there's some types of energy that burns very quick. There's some that lasts a little bit longer. You have to figure out what foods work for you. You know, how does your body respond to certain types? And I think the simplest way to go about this is try to eat foods in their whole food source as much as you can, right? So even if you're preparing meals, prepare it from whole food sources. Also, uh, from there, try to limit sugar intake. You know, sugar creates a lot of havoc in our bodies. And I have a lot of people and they tell me I'm addicted to sugar. And I'm like, well, you're also addicted to air and <laughs> addicted to water. Uh, so... But some certain things, there's a reason why you're addicted because it, you need it for life. But sugar, you don't need to live. You know, uh, we, we just, we don't. Table sugar is not a required food source. I get it. It's nice. We get an instant kick and it's like, woo. But we also have those crashes that come after it, which affects a lot of our motivation, a lot of what we do day in, day out, our productivity. So you have to start looking at, at what's important to you and ask yourself, are the foods that I'm eating now bringing me closer to those things that are important to me or is it actually taking me away from the things that are important to me? Remember I said right at the beginning, it all comes down to a choice and being mindful of those choices and the effect it has long term. I'm not the guy that's going to say don't eat sugar entirely. Listen, I like cheesecake, okay? I like ice cream. I will have it, but I don't have it every day, you know? It, it truly is a treat. It's a, it's a special occasion. It's something that when I do make that decision to have it, I love it. I don't dwell on the fact that, oh my gosh, I just ate some ice cream, bad me. Morality does not come into food. So if you see anybody that says that's bad for you, that's good for you, we're starting to apply moral labels. That ultimately leads to the mindset of these things are good for me, these things are bad. If I eat these things that are considered bad, does that make me bad, right? It's very powerful when you start to attach these labels to the foods that we eat. So if you can refrain from attaching labels, start to pay attention to how you feel after you eat. And if you feel good and you have good energy, you're not feeling like you have to take a nap, you're doing the right things. You know, I, I know there's lots of people that say, eat this, don't eat that, and, and try to make it really complicated, give you special meal plans. Listen, we've lasted, you know, millennia on this planet without all that stuff. <laughs> and we could last millennia more without all that stuff. But what we've lost connection with is our, our, our relationship with food to the point that we truly understand how foods make us feel. And we, we know that if I eat this, I'm going to feel this way. We've just lost that connection. So rekindle your relationship with the foods you eat and really ask yourself, what's important to you? If it's important to feel high energy, to feel productive, to be able to have lots of mental clarity and focus, start to eat foods that reinforce that, that provide that, that nourishes that. And that's the best way to get started. That is an awesome take on the food and nutrition. And I think you're so right because we lost this connection to our intuition and our feeling mm. in the body, what our body yeah. really needs next, like the food and everyone is different. And you're also right, like hundreds of years ago, people didn't had all the plants they do have now. And there was not this problems with people allergies to different yes. things so this is kind of crazy yeah. nowadays when you go somewhere and they have like three four different options for people and everyone has a problem with something dealing with food and i think this brings a lot of restrictions when it comes to yes. just enjoying food and enjoying the meal yeah. together with your family friends colleagues whatever and uh, yeah also doing the networking while uh, having lunch or dinner so i think this is a special all around the food and there yes. there is yeah it's, it's just a, a great time you can have and you can take so much of the joy from it by restricting yourself with you can't eat that and can't eat that yeah. so uh, yeah i, I love well how said. you put that Victor. you're absolutely right 
you're absolutely right. Like, do we want to live a life of restriction? <laughs> like, really, do we like that? No, we don't. Like, the word diet itself, right? Diet, it, the actual definition of diet is really just that when you boil it down, and I'm going to paraphrase, but the way we nourish ourselves, right? That's what diet means. But now we, we've interpreted and warped that term to mean weight loss or restriction, right? Calorie restriction. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it, that's not what the word means, you know? But we've given it this meaning now. And we know that we do this in a lot of areas of our life. We, we give meaning to things based on our own beliefs, but often based on what other people are telling us. So just question everything. Question it all. And pay attention to what's actually happening in your life. You know, own it. Own it. It's your life. You know, at the end of the day, you got to live with one person 24-7, and that's yourself. <laughs> so start listening to yourself. Because I truly believe, you, you talk about intuition, and I believe it. I believe that we have a deep down connection that says this is right for me and this isn't right for me. I really believe that. It's just, again, it may be buried by a few layers of dust <laughs> <laughs> and we just have to dust it off, you know, dust off that little piece of intuition that, that sits in our gut and, uh, and really start to pay attention and get to re and get to know it again. Right. Makes so much sense. And die before I hit the record button in the beginning, you said something really important about choices, because I can imagine that someone in the audience maybe can feel really with you, like uh, getting out of the shower and being happy not to see himself or herself in uh, the mirror directly after. So yeah. this is really tough and can be tough uh, mentally and physically. So what is it about choices when you don't feel right at the moment and when you don't feel aligned with yourself and your life? Well, so there's a term in psychology called cognitive dissonance. And it's this idea that we have an idealized version in our mind of who we are becoming, you know, who we want to be. And then we have who we're actually showing up day a day after day you know like in our life the kind of actions that we're, we're taking every day the kind of choices that we're making the relationships that we have like there's just how we're living right now in the present moment and the, the further that these two ideas are apart you know the further they get they call it a chasm call it a gap call it whatever you will but the further and further those are apart often the more depressed we become or sad we become, or disheartened, or disenchanted. We, we just realize that there's sadness there. There's a bit of suffering because we're not living up to our own expectations of what we want to be. And a lot of us will fill that gap with other things to, to, to mask sometimes the pain that we're feeling. You know, and, and I can speak to this very much so. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but I, I used to abuse alcohol. And, and drugs, you know, and, and it's been nine years since I've, uh, almost nine years now since I've had any alcohol and I made some hard choices. But what I found was it was really easy for me to numb some of that sadness, you know, some of that disconnect with myself because I wasn't happy with who I was showing up as every day. But it was, a, it was my own choice. You know, I was taking certain actions that wasn't ever going to bring me closer to that person I was trying to become who I was trying to live into. And so I would numb that pain. I would delay uh, acknowledging it. You know, much like I used to tell you, I'd get out of the shower in the morning. I'd hope that the mirror was all fogged up or I would avoid it. I just wouldn't look at myself. I was just avoiding the pain. And as we become older, if you start looking at things in your own life, there's certain areas where we're hurting. What are you doing to mask that pain? And, and often it's doing things that change our chemistry physical and mental, you know, psychological chemistry. And that's what we use sometimes foods, right? We also sometimes use alcohol. Sometimes we use other types of chemicals to try to alter our state in order to, to avoid the pain that we're feeling. And so to, to bring it back, you know, and I just want to give you some context there, like there's been lots of areas in my life and, and this is not a, a me show, but it's simply to share that as much as we think at times that we're on the right track, sometimes things pop up. And, and I, I've dealt with that issue and that's in less than 10 years, you know, so as much as I've been on this new journey, I still had things that were turning up in my life that I wasn't happy about and, and certain habits that weren't fulfilling me and actually keeping me away from becoming who I truly wanted to evolve into. Uh, 
and I'm always becoming, you're always becoming something, Victoria. We're always becoming something, but to be present in the moment right now and making decisions that are uh, really aligned with who we want to become and who we want to be right now, that's true empowerment. Yes, that's true. And I think in the beginning you said something about that we always... That uh, it comes down to making that choice right now. Yeah, and you in the beginning you said something about that we always have a choice. Yes, we but we do, you know, and it's asking ourselves really, really, uh, I don't want to say profoundly, but it's having an honest conversation with ourselves. If there's areas in your life that you're not happy about, that you wish could be different, you have to ask yourself, well, what are some of the things I can choose to do now that can start to change those situations or these thoughts or these patterns? And, and if you want to make a change, make a change, <laughs> you know? Like, I know it sounds so simple, And simple doesn't mean easy because making any changes, it, it, it typically requires a little bit of work. You know, it's going to feel foreign initially. It's like moving to a new town or a new place or, you know, we can probably remember back to going to a new school when we were adolescents. It was challenging, right? It was a whole new environment, a whole new set of people to connect with. It was just, it was all new. And sometimes making these choices and these lifestyle changes is brand new to us. And it doesn't feel natural, It will feel better in the long run, but we have to remind ourselves, I'm making these choices now because I know each choice that I make and each action I take right now is going to bring me closer to the goals that I have for my life. That is so true. Or in the other case, if you make the wrong decisions further away from your goals. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, right. And, and, and I think where a lot of people today, they, they get lost is they don't have that honest conversation with themselves and ask the question, what do I want? You know, like really, it, I know it, it sounds like a very basic question, but when was the last time you asked yourself, well, what do I want? What do I want for my life? What do I want for my relationships? Like, what do I want for my family? Like, what do I want? And I, I don't think we actually sit with that long enough to think about what are the things we truly want. And if we don't know what we want, It's, it's, it's hard <laughs> to make certain choices right now. You know, it just really is. And uh, we, we, we often just fill the time with other things that really um, don't hold a lot of deep meaning for us. And, and, and that can be hard as well, you know, because it just leaves us avoiding <laughs> all the pain, all the concerns, all the depression. And, and we make choices just to fill that gap. Yes, that's right. So really profound wisdom you share with us here, Dai. And we covered your books and I will leave a link to the books to your website and to the book on Amazon in the show notes to make it easy for the listeners to access them directly. And Thank you. before you're welcome, we started the interview. We uh, talked a little bit about you as a lifestyle mentor and I really love your holistic approach that you cover all areas of life not only fitness and nutrition but also the spiritual side and the financial side and you said that you are just doing a few hours of coaching anymore but for the listeners who would be really interested in learning more about your work connecting with you and maybe really getting you as a lifestyle mentor where can they go and how is it best to connect with you Well, I'm a pretty easy guy to get a hold of, which is, is uh, that's just how my wife and I live, right? Like we, we do like to put ourselves out there, but only because we like to facilitate conversations as well as just connect with people. And, and so reaching out to me via social or my website is really, really easy. Like I, I love Facebook. I'm on Facebook fairly regularly and Facebook Messenger would be a really easy way for people to connect with me. So you just go to facebook.com forward slash diamond. Well, that's my Facebook page. Shoot me a message if you have a question. And when it comes to, to coaching, yeah, I, I help people with really creating not only the habits now, but to create the lifestyle that you want now. I mean, you know, it's, it's different. It's not just habits. It's really creating the foundation for you to have a fantastic life, you know, it, to go from good to great, as Jim Collins says. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that book, Good to Great, but the, the biggest thing that prevents us from achieving greatness in our lives today is that we get content with just being good enough. 
And so the people that I tend to have the best results with that I can really make the biggest and most profound changes are the people that are like, you know what? Things are good right now. Things are good enough. I'm, I'm content. Uh, this is okay. It's those people that, that if you're feeling that way and you're like, you know what? Enough's enough. I want to create greatness in all areas of my life. Those are the types of people that I work best with. And, and so uh, people can reach at any time. There's lots of ways that we can work together. But I just like to start it with a conversation. We'll see where it goes. So uh, I, I appreciate you asking that, Victoria. Thank you very much. And uh, anybody that's listening, if you've got a story and you've made some big shifts, I'd love to hear it. Please share it with me. I, I, I honestly, I just love hearing people's stories uh, that inspire me. And, and I do a lot of talking, a lot of uh, public speaking and events and stuff. And I love to share other people's stories. So if you have a great story of how you overcame some adversity, please share it with me. Of course, I'll change the name if you want me to change your name. But uh, I love these stories because I find them truly inspiring. That's how we all learn. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really learn from stories and stories is what sells. So facts only tell. Yeah, Di yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Di, thank you so much for being on Pure Mind Magic today and sharing all your fitness wisdom and also lifestyle wisdom with us. It was really great talking to you and I would love to stay in contact. Oh, please, Victoria. I would absolutely love that. And uh, I know you'll be coming to Bali and anybody that's coming to Bali... There's an open invite. Just come on down. Uh, my wife and I run a lot of events here, and we connect lots of great people together. We're all about building communities. As much as we do it online, we're about doing it offline. So anybody, if you're coming to Bali, I expect you to reach out. And, Victoria, that goes for you especially. Perfect. This is the magic <laughs> ticket. So, Di, I'm <laughs> sure it is only a question of time, and we will meet in person, and you will see yes. some cool magic illusions I for you, wait. your family, oh. and your kids. Oh man, I can't wait. I'm, I'm seriously very stoked. So uh, yeah, I, I, it can't come fast enough. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today for this interview with Dai Manuel. Make sure to check out his book, 99 Workouts, that you can get as an ebook from his website. The link will be directly below this episode in the show notes in the text, wherever you're listening to this. And also, I apologize for the problems with the internet connection during this interview. But I thought the interview was so cool. You should listen to this. I did my best with editing to rearrange it that it is not that bad. And I think the quality is good. It's just that it is interrupting some times. I hope you got, nevertheless, a lot of great information and inspiration out of this episode. And also... A reminder again, when you would like to look into the tech stuff, looking for a new car or interested in electric cars, check out the A&T tech blog that is also in the show notes. This goes also for learning more about how to create a smart home and what technical devices can help you with that. So that's it for the moment. I wish you a magical weekend and think about the Bali invitation from Dai. Talk to you soon. Until then, create some magic. Bye.